Tech Talk with Alan Perry on CFAX 1070. Well, hello there. Welcome to our Moss Street Painting Weekend Edition of Tech Talk for 2023. Also, Victoria Crab Fest Weekend, Victoria Cycling Grand Prix Weekend, Victoria Track Classic Long Weekend, Langford Beer Fest Weekend Edition. So you have a myriad of excuses to not listen to us live, but we're glad whether you're with us live on Saturday morning, July the 14th, or Sunday afternoon the 15th, or on a podcast whenever. Before we go any further, I should mention, somebody said, are you trying to actively get people to not listen to your show? <laughs> are, are you cranky with CFAX or something? I go, so, no, no. I go, the whole show's about technology, and we have these tools that allow you to go out and enjoy these other things, and the podcast is there for you. So, no, no, we just don't want you to be sitting there saying, oh, I could be going to, to the painting." But I want to ask a question. So if you want to go to one of these events, fire off a text to us at 107010 and head off to the event. And if you don't hear the answer live, then it'll be waiting for you on the podcast later. That's all. So anyway, <laughs> joining us this weekend, coming in in his tank top, taking advantage of the sunshine, none other than... Uh, Ricky Winter, your tech experience manager at the Victoria London Drugs Telecom. Yeah, I said that in some sort of order. I'm still thinking sunshine. about Beer Fest being outside. I'm go. like, can we do that there this year, there next year? Oh, like, on location. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Glad to have you here. It's been a while. Yeah, uh, yeah. Life is good. Life's good. Awesome. Yeah. And getting ready to take the fir- baby on the first trip. Yes, oh. I'm Brian Pavlicic, your Tech Talk producer, and I will be. What is it on next weekend? I won't be here because we're going to be doing a first family trip to Ontario to uh, visit Juno's family. Baby on a plane. Yeah. <laughs> a direct flight, though. <laughs> so, oh, you did get a direct flight. It we is a direct flight. I yeah. couldn't remember what we ended up booking. Yeah. June booked it. But um, yeah. yes, yeah. so I think he's, it's, we're going to be okay. I'm a little nervous. I've seen babies on planes before, but he is just so sweet. I know yeah. if we're there to sue them and we're on it, we we should be okay. Yeah, there are lots of videos on YouTube, Ricky, yeah. of, and yeah. other places of babies on planes. So <laughs> Don't fly to Ontario next week. Got it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. Well, glad to have you here in the meantime. Thank you. We have so much stuff to talk about here. Uh, one important one first. This should have been taken care of. That's the nature of this. <laughs> but just in case, if you have an iPhone or iPad made in the last seven years, check for a small but urgent security update. You can tell it's one of these special ones. It's called an RSR, Rapid Security Response. Apple used that new system to rush out this fix for a critical security flaw, Ricky, that hackers have been using to gain access to devices. This is the one you texted me about the other day. They were like, please do this right away and tell everybody you know. Yeah. Now, (laughs) the problem was they rushed it out uh, because they went, oh, my God. Um, so it's tiny. You can tell it's mm-hmm. an RSR because the number, 16.5.1, will have a letter in brackets after it. This is only the second time Brian Apple's done this. Yes, yeah, we, we did don't see that. A few ever. months ago. So the first one was brackets A. It fixed the hole right away, but it made it so a bunch of websites were not accessible on Safari. Yep. So later that day, they rushed out a version B, Yep. which fixed most of that problem but caused a different problem. So the next morning, they rushed out version C. So your phone should have automatically done this for you. So when you go to settings or your iPad, settings, general software update, it will hopefully say 16.5.1 brackets C, you're up to date. But if not, it's tiny, 2.7 megs, but please put it in. People are having their phones taken over. So yeah, it happens like instantly. I was out on Dallas and I saw it pop up, and I just said, I did it there and was like, whatever. I got data for a download, <laughs> yeah. and it yeah. was just like boom, complete. 
Didn't yeah. have to reboot anything. Normally, we tell you that it'll bring you up the choice, Ricky, um, use cellular data or don't use cellular data. Normally, we would say don't, don't use because yeah. this update is 680 megabytes. There goes your monthly allotment. No, <laughs> this is like 2.7 megs. Mm-hmm. So you can, if you're home, you can say don't use, but if you're out, use 2.7. Yeah, it's like yeah. loading up Facebook and looking at two pictures. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's a, a really good minuscule comparison. minuscule amount. Like, I know when we say data numbers, people are like, I don't know what that means anyway. But yeah. I'm like, it's less than listening to a three-minute song being streamed through Spotify. Yeah, that's a really good comparison so people understand. Now, if you have a Mac computer, Apple has released small but important security updates to fix the same hole, which is fixed with iPhone and iPad updates. The update for Mac OS Ventura is 13.4.1. And because of the significance of this hole, if you have a Mac that can't be upgraded to Ventura, because of the severity, Apple has released special updates for Big Sur, 11.7.8, and for Monterey, 12.6.7. So they've covered the last three. Oh, wow. On any of these, click on the Apple logo in the top left of your screen, click on About This Mac, then click on Software Update and put it in. And again, it's it's a tiny one, but that's really important. Please tell everyone you know, because this is how Apple's really good. Somebody anonymous tipped them off to this hole. Yep. It's in the WebKit thing, and they scrambled. They <laughs> Literally, <laughs> yeah. within a day, and as I say, it's sort of it's sort of like having a hole in the wall, uh-huh. and well, no, a better example would be a leaky pipe in the sink, and the plumber says, "Okay, I'll be there on Sunday," and you go, "But this is Friday night." Okay, <laughs> Brian will come over and put some gaffing tape on it. Okay, yeah. and then Ricky, who has more expertise in that, will come over and do a temporary patch on Saturday, and then the plumber shows up on Sunday. So that's what the A, B, or C were. These were all done by Apple, yep. but they just said, "Fix it now." And then, okay, now let's make it better, yeah. and now let's make it pretty. Yep. So it's almost like are. you were t- tried to repair it yourself, but you broke it again. Yeah. <laughs> and then you, your dad came and helped you, but he also broke it, and then the plumber came. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In, In this, this case, case but, it, was, yeah. it was all Apple, yeah. but just racing it. Yeah, unintended consequences. Because yeah. there's so many million lines of code that make your smartphone work. <laughs> I don't even want to imagine. And I see when I, I'm, you know, I've been at Microsoft, and I've seen the code streaming by on the screen, and they'll go, oh, there it is. And I go, What? Oh my goodness. Like, yeah, <laughs> th- th- that's a special skill. That's like the yeah. that's the brain surgeon equivalent of technical coders that people could spot and go, and there you go. Oh, it's crazy. Oh, it works again. Yeah, so that's amazing. So I bow to the to the teams that rushed. Every, they dropped everything to get this done. So yeah. you can they, see. I mean, judging by they don't usually have that many mistakes, and this you know it's apparent how quickly they tried to get it out. Yeah, that they they actually made some mistakes. Yeah. So there you go. So that if you want to tell people about that, and I put a link into what they fixed. It's geeky item number one in the Tech Talk show notes. Shownotes.ca. It will, in your address bar, will take you to the notes if you're just new to all this. There's a myriad of other ones while we're doing security. Watch out for scam emails warning you that all your photos and documents will be deleted from the cloud unless you take action. Some of them are pretty looking emails. Others are really like, seriously, basic Google Translate would do a better job of turning this into English than you've done. But there's just a ton of them. And so Microsoft, Apple, Google, they're all trying to trace them down. It's like somebody just found a few thousand extra uh, people working in hacker sweatshops in third world countries because it's just exploded. Like I I counted because I knew we'd be on the air today. 27 of them I got yesterday. 27 (laughs) different ones. Wow. Yeah. And they were about, I would say, probably 15 different appearances. Okay. So... 
So some of them were just coming from different addresses, and they were coming from addresses in Japan, in Hungary, in Botswana. First time I'd ever seen one coming from Botswana. Save you your geography test, Brian. I looked it up (laughs) for you. you. But yeah, wow. So, you know, high-speed internet, as it spreads around the world and becomes affordable, you can be out and way away from any, you know, urban civilization and be hacking away. Yeah, right, with nobody looking over your shoulder, you're way out there. Yep, and I saw the first one using Microsoft 365. This one, mm. I did put a picture in the show notes. Uh, several of you sent it to me because you got it as well. Scam emails claiming to be from Microsoft 365 saying your mailbox is outdated and will be closed if you don't update it. I put a screenshot in there. Dot JP, Brian, where in the world would that be? Japan. Yep. Thank for an easy one. <laughs> and, it, and other than the fact that they used, um, what is it, Comic Sans font, the wording is actually pretty good on this one. And yep. it's just got the words Microsoft 365, no logos. And it comes from bigglobe.ne.japan. So there we go. So that one shut down. It's from Copyright 2023, Microsoft IT Services. So, no. Whenever you get any message, Ricky, from, by any method, Carrier pigeon, email, <laughs> text message on the screen of your device telling you there's a problem and you must do something or else, that's warning signs. If they send me a carrier pigeon, I might be inclined. <laughs> pigeon. There we go. Lots of other stuff there. What's on your plate at, at London Drugs these days? Uh, massive move around right now. We're rejigging wherever we have everything in the department. Um, so we've spread a bunch of bunks apart, moved monitors so they're more facing. So mm-hmm. just a better overall shopping experience, I think, for the telecom store. Uh, Rob is there right now, still tearing walls apart and moving them around <laughs> and stuff like that. Um, and you have some stock, I understand, finally. Yes, 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 yes. Um, stock Every time you're here, you, you're warning people about short supplies of stuff. So <laughs> We might see that again. But. Oh, right, because we had the port strike. Yeah. So And so um, they're saying that, they, I think they said there were 23 ships waiting in English Bay in Vancouver to unload. Excellent. And they said that could take four months to yeah. clear the backlog. So <laughs> stock now, but stock in a now, few weeks. Yeah. But Who knows, right? Does but, this um, include air tags, perchance? Yes, I've had friends come in and buy them the other day. Um I've got a bunch of people like, oh, I'm traveling soon. So it's yes. amazing to have for luggage and really just your day-to-day even. So. We had one we didn't get to on the air. Well, actually, we'll take a quick break and I'll tell you the story. If you have an Android phone and you're going traveling and you really wish you could have an AirTag which only works with Apple phones, we have the solution for you. It's a workaround. Um, involves nice people. Um, but, <laughs> but hold on, we'll come up with that. But while we're live on Saturday morning, if you're driving or taking the bus or something to the Moss Street painting, then love to help you out, particularly while Ricky's here because he has expertise that Brian and I don't. Star 1070 will connect you on a mobile phone. 250-386-1161 on any type of phone. You can text us from anywhere in Canada at 107010107010. That comes up on the computer screen. Include your first name somewhere at the beginning or the end of the text, if you would, please. And you can also email us at tech. Talk, T-E-C-H-T-A-L-K, at cfax1070.com. Later in the show, we'll go through the big, 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 more big changes, Roger Shaw. Also, an answer to one of your questions, what do I do if I'm going camping in an area where the cell signal on my provider is not good? And also, is there an app to find and identify coins? We have the answers to all those and more. Night. Yeah, that would work. It doesn't matter. I'm just thinking out loud. My brain sometimes goes (laughs) 19 after the hour. It doesn't matter which hour you're listening to, unless you're on a podcast, in which case I have no idea what time it is. I don't even know where you are. (laughs) There, Helen and Ricky and Brian on our Crab Fest. Yes, 
to text the person about Crabfest. This is a new event. You don't have to take the coho to Port Angeles for Crabfest. They're doing it Saturday afternoon and evening in uh, Bamfield Park in VicWest. It's called Crabbin' in the Park. <laughs> Makes or, sense, huh? Yeah. Booked in advance. It was 65 Now it's $75. You get a bucket with the crab and the corn and the bread and all the fixings and the whole bit. And you sit in the park and they got live music. Yeah. See fun. you there. We're going. Nice. If you're listening on Sunday, sorry. <laughs> you missed it. <laughs> but then you get Langford Beer Fest and all these other events going on. So there's tons of stuff that's amazing. Okay. So I had a client, have a client, who is going, they're there now. They went on visiting family in Florida. Sure. Via Denver. So they got a day okay. to see friends in Denver and then family in Florida and then going on a Caribbean cruise. Yeah. And then going to see more friends. And because she's recovering from hip surgery, which went really well, this is their celebration trip, it just, the recovery is taking longer, they weren't going to be able to carry their luggage with them, so they needed help. Mm, yep. But they both have Android phones. Ah, uh-huh, yes. And she's really, she's got some medical stuff that she needs to carry, and mm-hmm. so it had to go. So I go, oh, well, we can get you a tile, which was, yep. used to sell them at London Drugs. They were great. They were the precursors, private company. But then I thought, wait. So I said, let's think outside the box. So what we, long story short, they have air tags, four of them, one in each of their suitcases, mm-hmm. and they're all on their son's iPhone. Yep. Mm. And they can just text him and say, did my bags make it? Oh, yeah, that's nice yeah. that he's managing yeah. it for them. Yeah, he just, because he won't think to remember, yeah, right? Yeah. That and makes way more sense, because I thought you said there was an app, and I was, and then you said no. that, and I was like, yeah, no, it's really nice weird. people. So you okay. just need somebody <laughs> with an iPhone or an iPad um, who is willing to be your AirTag buddy, and they did have a brief bit of panic because their suitcases didn't make it on the cruise ship in Port Lauderdale. Mm-hmm. Well, and it turns out that they got on early because of limited mobility, and the ship wasn't, they went up and had lunch. ship wasn't sailing for five hours. So the luggage oh, oh, was yeah. still in the terminal. Oh, I see. Yeah, it, it came on like an hour later, stuff like that. So it wasn't like the ship's about to leave and the luggage is there. <laughs> they were panicking because of the time change. Oh, they, yeah. <laughs> they thought, it's going to leave in 10 minutes. No, three and a half hours. So anyway. So I do see that, though, sometimes where there's a delay, where it's like, I know this person isn't there anymore. The air tag is still showing their whatever here on the highway. Yeah. Um, so it's important for you to understand these are not magic. It's to understand <laughs> how this technology works. Feels like magic. Well, yeah, a lot of people... <laughs> yeah. that, well, that's the whole point of the show. We like to sort of demystify things. So the AirTag location is shows on your device based on anybody with an iPhone or an iPad who went within roughly 40 meters of it. Oh, wow, it's that far. Yeah, so if it's in the terminal somewhere... And it's all by itself in the terminals, so there's nobody around, then it's going to say that it's there, even if it gets moved. But normally, one of the luggage handlers or somebody will have an iPhone. Yeah. So in the process of going near your luggage with the AirTag in it, that, updated. then, that updates the location. Nothing for them to do. They don't even know you have an AirTag in your suitcase. It just yeah. uses, it talks to any Apple mobile device. Yes. Seamlessly. So that way, if you lose your keys in Beacon Hill Park, and it says they're, they were with you yesterday, and you go, yeah, I know, <laughs> but they're not now. And yeah. then you just keep checking, and mm-hmm. then somebody taking their dog for a walk through Beacon Hill Park walks within 
30 meters of your AirTag, it, it pops up on your phone and says, here's your AirTag. Yeah, new last seen location. New last seen location. Yeah, so that's what it is. So, so particularly did- if it's in a more rural area, it'll be a last seen as opposed to now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I did see it one, one time. I had, a, I had a client who was, you know, the AirTag is on their dog and their husband is with the dog and they know he's driving up island and then all of a sudden it stops and there's nothing. So I don't know if it loses cell tower or it doesn't update as frequently. It just didn't seem to have live um, so updates. if his yeah, so it would ping from his from his phone. You think it would be completely up to date? But if his phone is in an area where there's no cell coverage, sure that could do. Then it. it wouldn't be able to tell you that. So even though yeah, yeah he could tell you where it was, right, right. But, that, but okay, that's but he your... couldn't phone him because there's no cell coverage. So yeah, that must have been. Yeah. yeah so so air tags are absolutely marvelous for stress relief uh, at this time of year, particularly with traveling. Yeah. You can put them in your vehicle if you're worried that your vehicle might be stolen or if you're going to loan it to somebody and want to know where they are. <laughs> you can put one on your boat. Boats are trickier because, remember, there's a lot of metal on and, a boat. And so not you as many make sure. iPhones necessarily nearby <laughs> in the ocean. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, but if somebody, if you were worried about your boat, yeah, you can yeah. Do, you can get a little waterproof housing for them and you can glue it, glue one on your um, paddleboard if you want, anything mm-hmm. like that. I've got one in the well, hidden in my in my car because I have a spare one now. Yep. Oh yeah, I had one. I had one on the keys for the storage locker, but sold the condo, so no storage locker. So, yeah. well, what am I gonna do? Okay, so that one's hidden in the car. Oh, cool. Not in the glove box because a thief would know to look in the glove box. So hide it somewhere else on there. But they're they're awesome. Yes, you can use them for pets, as mm-hmm. as Brian mentioned, Ricky. The downside of the pet one is pet doesn't have an iPhone. <laughs> no, we don't yeah. know. <laughs> I dog. Not yet. Yeah. yeah. So if you if if pet roaming is a big deal, there are other devices you can get that are better. But if you're just worried that your dog might get away, yeah. As long as you live in an area where there would be people nearby, sure. Esuk Park would be a problem because there are hikers there. Yeah. So if your doggy does get loose on you there, you would get last seen locations on a regular basis. But dogs don't tend to sit long, so by yeah. the time you got there, you'd be getting a lot of exercise at Isuk. So you'd be better to get a GPS pet tracker for that. But if yeah. you're just worried that dog might get bolt when the delivery person comes, mm-hmm. then, yeah, AirTags are really good for that. And they are $40 for one, $130 for four. And they are in stock at London Drug, so you don't have to drive all over doing them. Yep. I was just checking, yeah, down, uh, Harris Green, I can see, has 38 in stock, so that's pretty good. Of the As singles. of when we're live on Saturday. <laughs> yes, right now. We know you'll go there. Yes, there you go. Yeah, we got a massive shipment in, so all of our stores should have yep. stock, I imagine, at this point. So. And oh, you can look at the same place at the counter. You'll see a myriad of different holders for them. If mm-hmm. you have a particular specialty horse, like a horse holder, if you want it for a horse or a bike or things, then uh, Amazon, because a lot of stores just don't carry them, just go and check for whatever it is you want. For You can go paddleboard, air tag holder, on Am- you'll find them on Amazon, yeah, various yeah. harnesses. Yeah, There's one like, that goes got- on, the st- on the cap of your bike, <laughs> yeah. so it just screws onto the top of the cap of the stem of your bike, so it doesn't oh, yeah. even look like there's one there. Oh, nice. Because thieves will know, things yeah, like that. That's yeah, that's a good they're, place to have them. They're just, uh, they're just really good stress-relieving technology. Ricky, I love I loved telling people about that. So, there we go. I have a really great one here for you. Last week, Brian, you will remember, we read a text from Anne, mm-hmm. who had a question for Charles. When I plug in my MacBook Pro, instead of getting the Thunderbolt symbol and the battery icon at the top to show it's charging, I get a plug icon, and yes. the battery percent continues to drop. 
and we did not know what that was. So thank you, Charles, for because it got him really curious. If you want to see it, if you have a MacBook, we're talking laptop here, not a Mac desktop, go down to item number 29, and Charles found the answer. It's Apple's new approach to battery management in Mac OS Ventura that cycles the battery charging on and off to preserve battery life. Oh, because it's not good to always have your computer plugged in, your battery just sit at full yeah. all the time and never get used. So now they've built it in that it'll drain it. Yeah. Do you know how far? No. As, okay. This one showed 79%, the, the screenshot he sent me. Uh, yeah, now batteries on laptops are way better, Ricky, than they were years past. <laughs> yeah, the batteries techno- on everything have yeah, come a long the techno- way. But- so they don't have the same memory. Correct. That they do, but Brian's right. It is good to give them some exercise. And on the other hand, if you're going to be going on the plane and you're going, no, I don't want it at 79%. I want it <laughs> yeah. charged fully now. If you click on that plug icon, Charles says, you'll get an explanation and the option to charge to full now. Mm-hmm. So then you can head off on the plane or whatever and have full battery. So, and so then it still will use the lightning bolt to say that it's actually charging. Yeah, when you it's click on charge to full now, it'll change to the lightning bolt. Okay. Yeah. So, oh, Charles, cool. thank you for finding that. There's always yeah. an answer out there, even if we don't know what it is. <laughs> okay, a bunch of texts and things here. Love to help you out. 250-386-1161 by phone. 107010 by text when we continue. Now, Tech Talk with Alan Perry on CFAX 1070. As we roll on from Wall Street Painting Weekend on July 14th and 15th of 2023, for just tuning in, Ricky Winter is coming to join us. He's the tech experience manager at the London Drugstore in Tilikan Mall, and Brian is here as well. More big changes in the, I guess we're sort of nearing the end of the Rogers buying out Shaw saga. Yeah. The, the Rogers ferries were... Not, not, not ferry boats, but it's what we call the graphics people were in action on Wednesday night. People oh, yeah. went home at Mayfair Mall and it said Shaw when they came in on Thursday morning. All the blue's gone. All the logos are gone. Big red Rogers sign. Wow. So, yep. So the Shaw logo has pretty much vanished from everywhere. Now, the one that this affects many of you, Rogers has started sending out emails warning Shaw Mobile customers that their service will cease soon unless they migrate over to Rogers. So the actual wording, Rogers and Shaw are now one company, and all Shaw mobile customers must transfer their mobile services to Rogers to avoid disruption to your mobile services. Mm. If you're on vacation, maybe listening to us somewhere in another country or something, if you don't go in to see them or contact them electronically, they will send you a service transfer package and advise you of your Shaw mobile service end date. You will then have to swap the SIM cards, and you will then have to register online and do all that. So trust me, you don't what, want to do that. <laughs> what is the what end dates are they advertising? Here? My understanding, and it's unofficial, is end of August. They oh. want everybody migrated over. So if you're going on vacation soon, yeah. please get into a Rogers store and have them have them help you with it. Yes, Ed, if you're listening out on the peninsula, Ed did it on his own. Largely worked. He called me for a few things. So if you go into the store, they will do that. Now, there's one little... Every week, I was saying to Ricky when he came in, every week for the last eight weeks, something has changed in this Shaw Rogers thing. This was the first week there was not a significant change, but there is one little devil in the details there. If you changed from Shaw Mobile to Rogers and you've got your first online bill now, you may see a $1.61 charge on there. For service, and you go, but 
I'm on the free plan, or even if not. What happens is, as part of this migration, in their haste to create these new systems, some brilliant person at Rogers sat there and calculated the calendar and did it on a 30-day month. Because oh. I guess they were, they were doing it in June, June of 30 oh. days. <laughs> so because the months have 31, yeah. they will charge you for one thirty-first. Yeah. One, in other words, one day's service. Or one, it is 130th. Yeah, they'll yeah, charge yeah, you 131st because it's only a 30-day month. So they will charge you that because they got to make up the missing day. Right, like, oops. one so day would be equal a, to one thirtieth. Yeah, yeah. Right. But anyway, <laughs> so it's a, so yeah. it's a one-time one charge. Yeah. And they're going to correct it next month? Or I don't know. Next 31-day month? I don't know. I yeah, because the other thing is most of their thing. prepaid or their other plans that aren't their contract plans are always done on a 30-day cycle as well. So exactly. I imagine there was some level of migration from that coding to Exactly. That's what they borrowed the same coding yeah. because they're on a 30-day cycle. That's why if you are on a if you are on a prepaid plan, you will find that your date changes over the year. It's not the first of the month. It's no. now the uh, 29th and then the 28th and then the 26th and all that. So that's no why. Way. So again, the charge will only appear on your first bill. The other thing that I thought that was really cool that Rogers has done, they have launched a We Speak Your Language program mm -hmm. with staff who speak languages other than English and French. They wear large ID tags, not just the little name tag. Mm. They wear like the kind of thing you see when you're going to a trade show or a conference. Oh, yeah. They wear a large name tag, but the, the We Speak Your Language is written in the languages that they speak. Makes particularly sense. for people coming from parts of the world where it doesn't look anything at all like English, yeah. like, you know, even Korean, things like that, yeah. so it'll say it. Uh, even in Ukrainian, in, things like that. In their stores here? In their stores, all across Canada. A hundred, more than a hundred languages they've discovered they have on staff. Yeah. So, okay, so if you do speak the language there, it's yeah. like... so hey, when you come into work, in addition to your name tag, you also put this lanyard around you that says the other, that basically says we speak your language in what other other languages they okay. do. Oh, that's nice. I mean, it's going to yeah. be kind of a crapshoot whether you happen yeah. to be, you know, <laughs> you roll the dice, it's one in 50 yeah. or something. They speak exactly. your language. But, yeah. But yeah. then if you can speak partially English or French, they will then tell you, no, if you go to the Hillside store, there's somebody there who can speak yeah. Farsi. They'll tell you that. And so if that part is really so neat, if they have a database of their staff. That's or, the key. Because like, I have staff in my department that speak probably five, six different languages. But I don't know what Sean downtown has or Ron has. Precisely. So that's that little extra little bit of, of doing the database. Yeah. Yeah. The police use the same system. So if somebody calls in on 911 or on yeah. the non-emergency number and there's a language barrier, or even if they encounter somebody on the street with a language barrier, they can radio in and say, do we have? Mm -hmm. And then they'll get that officer... And I know sometimes they've even had people who've been off shift, yeah, but yeah. it's been a unique language, and they've said, hey, can you just be translator? Yeah. <laughs> you can use AT&T translation services where they connect you with an operator for a fee, but if they've yeah, got yeah. that, it's just really neat that we're being respectful of people, because if you're coming here from a, from a new country, you know, it'd be really nice to find somebody that can help you, particularly when you're doing things like cell phones, yeah. where there's a lot of techie terms that... Computer repair? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. So anyway... There we go. I put a link to that one. That's item number 12 in the show notes. If you want to see the wording on the Rogers Shaw mobile thing, I put that into item 11, and item 10 is the picture of the new look on the, what was the Shaw store now, the Rogers store. So there we go. Okay, here, let's see if we can get one. So, da-da-da-da. Ah, okay, this is somebody, text from Yvette. There is a problem with the migration if you have a plan that includes your phone purchase. It's not a straightforward convert over. 
you have to pay out your Shaw plan, and if you buy it out early, you pay a penalty. I was advised to wait till my contract ends in October for switching. Okay, that's going to be a challenge because they want this all done by August. You shouldn't have to pay a penalty. You just have to pay off what you owe on your phone. So if you're paying $25 a month and you've got three months left, then you would just have to pay. They would go ka-ching. Shaw would go 75. Ricky's got yeah. a smile on his face. Um, what I would say is, obviously, I have no interest or no, yeah. I have no experience with Shaw directly. So take yeah. that with a grain of salt. Every other carrier, when they give you that phone discount, so like that eight, I think you mentioned you saved a whole bunch of money with Freedom recently. Yes. Um, that that discount normally comes in one of two ways, but that discount normally says as long as you finish your two-year contract, none of this comes due. Right. However, if you break your contract, you actually right. owe this much per month remaining on top of the $25. Not with Shaw and Rogers because they're the same con- company. That's the deal. So I've helped. I, I would go back and ask any vet. I've helped five or six people that had tabs due on Shaw, and it was just simply the pay out the tab. You're not breaking your contract. You're switching from the brother to the sister. So there's no extra charge on Shaw to Rogers. Yeah, if they're telling you that, I would go back. And again, give them some slack because this is all new for them. (laughs) And they go away for a week on vacation and they come back and, what? Oh, okay. (laughs) What else? says Rogers on it? What? (laughs) But also, all these other things that they were doing before they went away, it's literally changed every week. This has been a massive sea change, moving two companies into one and merging these systems that they thought were similar. So, they were similar. They're just not the same. <laughs> there you go. That's the key word. So, yeah, but that's it. But, yeah. Still no answer on the Shaw.ca email accounts question there. We've said in the past, understand that there is no commitment whatsoever, one way or the other, from Rogers as to whether or not they will keep the Shaw.ca email accounts. If you're going traveling and you use at Shaw.ca, Please be aware that that service will not work outside North America except on webmail. So if you're taking your smartphone and going traveling to England or somewhere, you will have to go to webmail.shaw.ca to get your email. It will, it will mm-hmm. not work. Mm-hmm. And again, you still have that very small one gigabyte mailbox, unlike all the other services out there. So up to you what, what you want to do. Shaw has not been happy with what we've said in the past about the email, but that's just fact right on their website, so nothing there. Okay, one for Ricky when we come back. Is there a flat screen repair company? We'll tell you about that when we come back. Quarter to the hour, hour number one of Moss Street Painting Weekend on Tech Talk here. So from Cheryl... My question, is there a flat screen repair company? I think I know the answer. No, but I want to fix things when possible. I have an older Samsung flat screen TV question. Yesterday, I tried to turn it on, and it didn't immediately. It clicked briefly, then connected. I disconnected, connected everything, TV, box, etc., changed the batteries in the remote, hit the power button on the TV. Last test resulted in seven minutes of clicking, and then it came on. Is this now, sadly, e-junk? Cheryl, if you could, if you're listening live, if you could let us know, please, what size it is and how old you think it is. What do you think, Ricky? Yeah, those are the kind of the questions I hit you with off air. But um, realistically, TVs, with how quickly they come, it's probably some level of e-waste just to pay somebody if that TV's out of warranty to take it apart, fix the problem. If the parts are required, you're going to spend a fair chunk of change on it. Having said that, there is an answer. Yes, there is. Uh, yeah, let's jump to that. Uh, Qtel is in... 
Victoria, the greater Victoria area. Um, they do all the warranty work for Samsung, Sony, LG at this point. Um, you used to have Tony's TV as an option yeah, as well. Yeah, Tony's TV w- was great. Yeah, um, I think but Tony retired. Tony retired about five years ago or so and sold that business off to Qtel. So Qtel is the only game in town now that I'm aware of that's yep. at least warrantied through yep. those companies. They also do appliance uh, repairs as well, not just not just TVs, things like that. I guess I would try to see if it is the remote that's failing. If it is, that's an easy question. Download a remote app on your iPhone. Well, they were using the physical a, power button, they said, too. Right? Yeah, the, it literally, the yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not powering on seven minutes. That normally indicates that either the, or the power supply is going. My guess would be power supply is going, not connecting properly. Something somehow come loose. Like, if you've moved the TV around recently and it's one of the older-style large ones, there's too many things with the TV yeah. that it could be. Qtel um, used to be at the Oak Bay Junction. Long time you would remember yeah. that. They moved out to Royal Oak there at 745 Vanalman. Their mm-hmm. website is QtelQuest, Q-T-E-L Quest.com. There we go. So, yeah. So that, well, that's a great time for me great. to say I have a bunch of TVs on clearance pricing right now. So if anybody mm-hmm. needs a TV. Uh, <laughs> I was going to ask. Yeah, because we don't want you to just go out and replace stuff. We want no. to make things, but then you have to look at the price. So I don't know... Uh, what what size Cheryl's? Without more details, it's tough to say. Yeah, but I would just but, say there is still some of last year's model of TVs still in stock. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I had somebody buy an, an 85-inch Samsung from me the other day. It was originally 6300 It was on for 27 or something like that. Wow. Um, I, I love the one that we got from you when, yeah. we moved, <laughs> when we moved to Sydney. It is awesome. It is really cool. Yeah, you, and people go, oh, come on, it's too big. No, it, it's what you you're got used to. You got the wall, you got the wall. Yeah, and we have you the big the wall. wall. We, have, <laughs> yeah. we have the big wall there. Uh, I was just going to add, uh, during the break there, I spoke with caller Judy, mm-hmm. who called in and said she did the migration from their $15 shop plant to Rogers, and has just been so happy with it, and, and the fact that they now have included U.S., calling to the U.S. and from the U.S., is, and she's just super impressed, so I yeah, to say that. I, I continue to be impressed. I did not think this was going to go that well. Um, yeah. Rogers has been really good about this. Not just the staff and the stores, they've been awesome, but mm-hmm. I mean Rogers as a company. They've done that, so everybody, even if you're on the $0 plan, you go to the $0 plan on Rogers, which they don't have, so they put you on the $50 plan, give you a $45 credit every month, and then give you a $5 credit every month for paying your bill with your credit card. Net result is zero, but because they don't have a zero data plan, they give you a gigabyte of data every month. And they give you not only Canada-U.S. calling, but Canada-U.S. roaming. Yeah. So if you want to go to Port Angeles or Seattle or California or New York, you got that. And if you go over your data, this is where I thought they were going to get you, yeah. Yeah. but give them credit. No, if you go over your gigabyte of data, then they give you an extra gigabyte and charge you $10. And you can do that up to five gigabytes per month. And then they go, okay. hey, we need to talk. <laughs> sure. but, but otherwise, at 10 bucks a gigabyte, that's what you would have got if you'd signed up for the plan. But your right. first gig is free. And that's guaranteed for five years unless you make changes. What a change, because we were just complaining how we're always seeing the daily roaming rates go up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and now you're, pay- <laughs> you're yeah. paying like nothing and you're getting all of this. Yeah, you can be out gone for a month and you're not getting paid. Yeah, grabbing like $15 one for free just to have the uh, roaming instead of paying. Exactly. Paid, like yes. Home. Oh, speaking of things going up, yeah. you, you'll, yeah. you'll hear yeah. Ryan go grr in a second. Uh-oh. Item number 14, as unfortunately we predicted, 
Telus and Bell this week followed the lead of Rogers and hiked their account activation fees by 20%, so they're all now at $60. This does include their flanker brands, Kudo, Public, Mobile, Virgin, Plus, and Lucky Mobile. So 60 bucks is the activation fee. Now, as Jeff texted me last night to ask about this, you can get the fee rebated in full as a bill credit if you sign up online. Okay. But that means you're signing up online. You really need to know what you're doing. And mm-hmm. most of us don't, and I include me in that. So I, we literally just on uh, Friday night, I spent an hour with a really, uh, a really nice fellow from, from TELUS International because they had been calling, uh, asking about what to do with that. And so Praveen was really helpful. So we have moved over. They're coming to do the optic install in a couple of weeks, we're moving over from Shaw Internet to Optic Pure Fiber because our area in Sydney has the three gigabyte service. Nice. So 3,000 megabytes per second. And my bill is going down, Suzanne and our bill is going down by, I think, I, I think it worked out to about $37 a month going down. Yep. And we're doubling our speed. Unreal. And do that. And that includes the TV and the whole bit. And they're even throwing in Disney Plus for, for one year. Yeah. I'm um, dialing back to the $60. Yes. Sorry. Um, it just goes to say that, again, making sure the person you're talking to knows what they're talking about. There are a lot of offers built into Telescudo, Fido, so on and so forth that waive that $60 fee, even if you're in store. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if you have a Telus home service, you waive the 60 If there's various different things in there that can make these fees go away, they just don't do it automatically. So, yeah. again, making sure whoever you're talking to knows what they're doing is as important as ever. I would say. Oh, take a quick break? Okay. Um, Oh, well, here's something. Just before we go, I Mm -hmm. don't know if somebody texted in, number ends in 0123. I had the same issue with my Samsung TV. I found it didn't like being plugged into a power bar, and it fixed it when I plugged it directly into the wall. I think you were lucky. No. (laughs) Um, The power bar might be faulty, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I, I would. I would blame that. Would blame that one on the power bar. But if that worked for you, yes. But I would not leave it plugged into a wall because if you get a power surge, so I would go get a new power bar. Yes, they're not that expensive. That's yeah, power bars do have a very short shelf life. You can keep using them yep. for lights and other things, but please, there's no protection provided to surges on a power bar after three years on average. Two years if you're in a rural area where the lights flicker often. Welcome back to Tech Talk with Alan and Brian and Ricky for 14th and 15th of July. Some really cool homework videos that are down there. Uh, Brian, last week we did the video of the unveiling of the sphere, this massive giant golf ball that's (laughs) 17... 17 stories high out in Las Vegas, out behind the the high roller. There's a really cool behind-the-scenes look. It's 2.3 billion, 20,000 seats, can open with a U2 concert. They've got the date now, September 29th. Don't worry, it's long ago sold out. There's a really cool behind-the-scenes video in the show notes at video number 41. The MSG Sphere is a futuristic, one-of-a-kind, 112 meters high and 157 meters wide entertainment venue 
that was designed by Populous, a renowned global architectural and design firm specializing in sports facilities, arenas, and convention centers. The project is owned by the Madison Square Garden Company and Apollo Global Management. Initially, it was supposed to cost $1.2 billion. However, its budget has exceeded $2 billion, and the <laughs> final budget is estimated to be around $2.4 billion. There this you go. You got to go. It's a great video. It tells you all about that. So that's more expensive than the Allegiant Stadium on the other side of the interstate in Vegas, wow. where the NFL's Raiders plays. Yeah, it's an amazing facility. It's a fascinating video. I really look forward to, to seeing that at night. And then they're actually talking now. They're building a new monorail station there. Okay, yeah. And, but this video shows you how they create the images that go on the outside of the sphere. There's actually at MSG Sphere Studios in California because they had to come up with whole different systems because yeah. it has to project one image that covers yeah. this entire massive... Right, you need like 360 filming and merging all yeah. those images and, and altering them to, to project yeah, onto a sphere. But what they haven't shown us yet is when they actually go to do events inside, whether it's award shows or concerts, yeah. they will, they'll be able to project live what's going on inside, outside. That's so cool. And they're talking <laughs> about possibly even putting up bleacher seats so you can get the... So the equivalent of the nosebleeds, as much as they'll have those, yep. you could sit outside and watch the event on the inside and they could give you speakers. Oh, my goodness. And he didn't make a buck right. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, fasc yeah. fascinating stuff there. Wow. The other one that's in there is Gavin Down, the slow-mo guys, shoot video at 80,000 frames per second to see what happens when they use a small cannon to propel a pool ball break at 600 kilometers per hour. That's a fun video. But the other one, the voice one, the one that works really well on the radio is, well, Oxy, see, you see if you know, I don't, some of you might know his voice. Whoa! No, it's not Billy Joel. For the longest time. Whoa, for the longest time. Everybody's talking about the new sound. That's Jared Halley. He uses just his voice, and you get to see how he's doing it with uh, 18 images on the screen performing 19 Billy Joel hits in six minutes. He's cool. Yeah, super talented. Oh. You wanted to talk about that song, Ricky. Oh, yeah. I just mentioned when I saw the Billy Joel yeah. video, um, Fall Out Boy did a follow-up to the original, I guess. Um, that picks start up, the fire. Yeah, that picks up from pretty much where Billy Joel's original leaves off and comes to now-ish days kind of thing. Yeah, oh, we close. don't have time. We'll, we'll do this in a second oh, now. Yes. I just looked yep. at the clock. Sorry, yep. we're babbling. <laughs> Sorry, Steve. <laughs> CFAX News coming up. Hour two. Stay with us. Now, Tech Talk with Alan Perry. On CFAX 1070. It's the second half of our show for July 14th and 15th of 2023. Glad to have you along, whether you're listening live on Saturday morning the 14th, Sunday afternoon the 15th, or the podcast, which will be available for you normally by 1230 on Saturday, if Brian, if we don't distract him too much with other stuff. (laughs) Brian is Brian Pavlitich, our technical producer and more. He will not be here. He will change gender for the next two weeks. He won't. (laughs) The producer's position. The producer. (laughs) Marissa Meekins will be here for the next two weekends while Brian and Juna and Baby go to Toronto. Is it Toronto? Uh, Supper. Yeah, we're landing. I think we're landing in Toronto and then... I know we're going to the falls. We're going to Niagara Falls. So. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah, I, I won't give you more detail. We'll go into yeah. a memorial and we're sending yeah. the ashes over oh, the falls. That's gotcha. all I'll say. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. You can get these, like, uh, they're like compostable boats or decomposition. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah that dissolve and so your ashes can go. 
That's pretty cool. The and this so. is like, it's okay to do it. She's not sneaking down in the cover of darkness. No, it's like, <laughs> well, sorry. I don't know. I don't know who you get the boats from or if okay. it's set. Well, there's got to be some official setup where you can put them in the water. Yeah. You don't have to just like walk over a bridge and toss it. Yeah. But uh, I don't know that detail yet. I'll know when we'll I get have, there. See? No, there's a great tightrope. You just kind of got to. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Don't mean yeah, to be disrespectful. No, but no, I did not know that. So that's yeah, the yeah, whole thing about this show. That other voice is none other than. Uh, Ricky Winter, the tech experience manager at the Victoria Telecom London Drugs. Awesome. I cannot say that in a straight answer this week. I don't I know what's that going maybe. on. Are you changing stories on us? And no. Tell us. <laughs> no. Lots of stuff to talk about. We covered a lot in the in the first hour there. If you are just tuning in now, I encourage you to go back and pick up the podcast later. I think there's some really useful information in there. Following up on one thing that we were talking about here, and this is CJ. I came in late to your show, so you may have mentioned this. I heard you mention migration of Shaw Mobile by the end of August. That's my understanding from the staff that they want everybody migrated by the end of August. The email that they have sent you, if you're a Shaw Mobile customer, it just says soon or else. It does not have a date in it, but that's their understanding that they want to turn off the Shaw Mobile system. Uh, because they're paying for two systems. Yep. They're now one company by that. She goes on. What about television and internet? When to transfer? Happy to report that that's all taken care of. You should have received an email or you will get an email shortly saying your bill is changing. It will now say Rogers, but your bill payment, you will continue if you pay your bill uh, manually by going into your bank account online and going pay the bill or if you go to the branch. You're For now, you're still paying to Shaw. Oh, sure. That's because they couldn't figure out a way of transferring it without them making everybody register their payment method with the new company. Yep. So they said, okay, we want to continue getting your money, so we'll just keep (laughs) it corporately on Shaw, even though Shaw has disappeared pretty well everywhere else. You see all the trucks have been repainted. The stores just changed this past week. No more Shaw. I can only imagine the account numbers, right? Like, what if you have the same account numbers as Roger's account and a Shaw account, so you can't just merge all of that stuff together either, right? So sometime in the coming weeks or months, they're going to have to figure that out with the banks and credit unions on how to do all that, but they don't want to lose your money and have to cut you (laughs) off because you didn't pay because their systems are not... So just imagine what's going on behind the scenes, the the integration teams here. Imagine how stressful their jobs are. Are they sending new routers and stuff out to people eventually, or there's using all the same hardware still? That's another big question. For most of you, it's going to stay exactly the same. But there is some older hardware that Mm -hmm. Rogers does not support. So they've inherited it, Mm -hmm. but don't Mm -hmm. want it. (laughs) So as soon as the dust has settled, at what point here, they will then start sending you saying, hey, we need to replace your box. No charge to you. We'll come out and give you a new box or we'll courier one to you if you want to set it up yourself. Uh, the gateways were pretty great with Shaw, though. I'm, yeah. Are, is Rod, I don't remember, know what Rogers uses typically. The new box is in. If you go into the what was the Shaw is now the Rogers store, you will yeah. see the new XB8 is sitting there. Oh, so they're using, they're with sticky yeah, yeah, they, they license the gateways. same. T- it comes oh, from good. it comes from Comcast in the mm-hmm. United States, oh. Shaw and Rogers. It's called Xfinity in the U.S. Here it was called Blue Curve or Gateway, mm-hmm. and now it's called Rogers Ignite. Okay. But so, yeah, the people on the faster plans will qualify for the new XB8. Otherwise, most people will be getting the sevens with the sloping top. The yep. eight goes back to a flat top with a grill. Oh, okay. Things the sevens like were great, too. Yeah, Wi Fi 6, all that. So, yeah, so nothing you need to do. Uh, the big challenge for Rogers is in places like independent living and retirement homes. Oh, yeah. 
where mm. they have a bulk contract. Your, yeah. When you move in, it includes basic TV and internet. Yeah. And it uses technology that Rogers does not use. So they're inheriting all of that. Ooh. And then they're going to have to figure solutions. out over the coming months. I'll just say this now. We're talking way down the road, as in a couple years. Rogers does not have home phone. They are inheriting Shaw oh, home yeah. phone. Oh, yeah. Home phones mm. existed. So they're inheriting a system that's expensive to maintain. I'm guessing, just a guess, but you can call back and say you were right or you were wrong, yeah. uh, that they will be the first company in Canada to say no more home phone. Okay. At some point, 2024, 2025, I'm guessing they will be the first. By 2026, home phones will be gone everywhere. So yeah, Makes sense. And now before you call and yell, it's not a landline. Well, no, I understand, because yeah, yeah, yeah. this is stressful. Yeah. If this is no, all you had, you grew up with this. It's not a landline anymore. It's now a home phone that runs over the Internet. So not in all cases, but in most cases, if the power goes out, your home phone will not work. The mobile phone you don't have will work. Yep. So if you only have a home phone, understand that. We've got beautiful weather now, but as we head towards winter and things like that, keep that in there. And that's because most home phones will switch over to actually being a digital signal, right? Yeah. Because that's like the old home phone, home phone worked when the power was out. But yep. that's once they moved everything over to a digital signal, when you lose power, you lose the home line. From Greg, a high-tech talk hosts, what is your option about the non-sacrificial PowerQuest surge protectors by AudioQuest that are supposed to provide protection that won't wear out or fail over time? They are expensive. Never heard of it, but Power. I have a friend named Google. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I have a friend named Bing because I'm not friends with Mr. Google. So there, Power, we'll see if we get again? Power, PowerQuest surge protectors by AudioQuest. This is the best thing about this show. We're really quite happy to say don't know and we will and we will look that up like okay. i don't believe it is my natural inclination because every bit of tech i've ever owned wears away like nothing lasts forever brian have brian was on the phone yeah, have you ever heard phone. of PowerQuest surge protectors that supposedly don't wear out no okay well stay with us we'll carry on while brian actually plays. do you want to do the thingy we were talking about before the break so yeah, we have sound while we research this job. yes <laughs> yeah so billy joel had the original we didn't start the fire fallout boy did a cover slash now before you play it um if you know the song we didn't start the fire it had some very specific lyric talking about things that happened yeah, like big cultural moments. Yeah, like grade 12, I did a historical paper on this song because oh, every right. single word or line or sentence, if you want, is some sort of historical event all tied together to yeah. make the song. Yeah, if you want to see what we mean, go and do a search for We Didn't Start the Fire lyrics and you'll see what we mean. But now here's three words, Fall Out Boy, if you don't know the group. So they've been pretty true to it. MySpace. Yeah. Well, this is like the yeah. So and, 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 yeah, and, and you were reading through the lyrics. So Ryan. that's where they pick up. You can that's see where they pick Pokemon up. Yeah. and uh, Arab Spring, Rodney King, and so then where they end off is the last verse is Elon Musk, uh, Kaepernick, Texas falling, electric grid. <laughs> Notice how our brains naturally uh, try to know, do the I'm lyric. To, yeah, Jeff Bezos, climate change, white rhinos goes extinct, Great Pacific garbage patch, Tom <laughs> yeah. DeLonge and aliens. Mars rover avatars, self-driving electric cars. And he's like, S-S-R-I's Prince and the Queen die. And what's her last line? Uh, World trade, second plane, what else do I have to say? Wow. 
So World yeah. Trade Towers? Yeah. Because yeah. that's... So they're doing the both. They're, they're showing you the there. juxtaposition. It's not necessarily in order. It's just showing you that change is constant. Yep. Yeah, like a lot of it is kind of within a year gaps. Like your first yeah. paragraph should be, you know... Yep. 80s, 90s, and then you kind of just keep jumping forward, I think. But yep. yeah. Okay, to the phone lines. Phone calls are welcome on Saturday morning when we're live, star 1070 or 250-386-1161. Hi, Richard. Yes, hi, good morning. So I uh, phoned a few months back wondering why you could only stream two devices on Shaw Blue Curve. Yes. And now that it's changed to Ignite, I went into the preferences, or I can't remember if it was preferences or online, and it said you can have up to five devices streaming at the same time. Yes. But I still can only have two. Depends on what account level you have with Rogers slash Shaw. What, what, uh, what do you it? know what speed and what account level yeah, you're paying 1. for? 1.5. I've got the, the max you can oh, get. Oh, if you got 1.5, you should have no problem streaming five. Yeah. And yeah, no, it says you've reached the limit when I get two two devices on. I get an error message on the third one saying, oh, you've reached your limit. No, yeah, on the third one, you've reached your limit already. Okay, Brian, is uh, he read your mind, is looking this up. Yeah, just a snippet on the Rogers site. Well, the out-of-home streaming is limited to two devices at the same time, uh, and combined in-home and out-of-home streaming limits still to five, so... Yeah, if you're in-home. Yeah, in so the only reason yeah. it would do that would be if it thinks you're not home on the other devices. Hmm. They're all in home. Yeah, I would, um, rather than calling the customer support for Rogers, which is all Canadian now, by the way, they brought back all the international support as part of their commitment, 3,000 jobs in Western Canada, I would stop in at the Rogers store near you and, and ask them. Now, you're not going to be home so when you stop in at the store, so you're only going to be limited to, but get them to check your account and see if there's, if there's something there. As part of these changeovers, there may be, but so you can also do cut. You can also do chat with customer care and see. Okay, well, one thing I do is I have another uh, a modem that's a repeater. Okay, or, or there you go. Like there you go. There's the answer. Oh, if you're using if you're using a third party um, repeater, then no, it will think you're out of home. That's oh, okay. why they All have right. to. It's, it has to be streaming off the box. Or uh, or a Rogers, what was a Shaw pod? Okay. Yeah, you have to use the Shaw, now the Rogers pod, if you want to be able to do that. All right, okay, yeah. great, thank They're you. Good, uh, you, uh, you provided the own answer, Richard. Okay, <laughs> hey, thanks. thanks. Yeah, I, uh, the, the pods, they used to come in sets of two, yeah. three, and then two, and now they're just down to one. Yeah, it. any mesh network would work there, though, right? Because it's sharing the same email address. That, or not email address, sorry. The same, yes. But yeah, as long as it's a mesh network or one of the pods. Which is yeah, but if mesh. you're using a third-party non-mesh repeater, yep. where you change the Wi-Fi, then it th when you change from whatever your Wi-Fi is to the one of the repeater, then it thinks you're no longer at home there. Before we move too far beyond that, the audio quest, yes. going back to my EVS manager days. and <laughs> I thought this was an ideal question for you. This is the person yeah, that said, uh, can I get um, power bars that where the protection doesn't wear out? So I still would say it wears out eventually, but what they're kind of comparing it to is it's the same. It can take a surge equivalent to your house's electrical grid. So if the oh, surge wow. is big enough to wipe your power bar, it's wiping your house's electrical grid. You've so it's very unlikely problem. to uh, yeah. uh, bin the problem. The other 
nice thing to this is especially if you're an audiophile or has somebody who has um, music equipment or anything that's running wiring, it does do um, noise filtration. Noise filtration. Um, So this is like a full home solution. Like I know we do sell kind of power scrubbers for that same reason. It gives you a consistent power run that way. Right. So you have less fluctuation in that audio experience. And then any other kind of wiring in the walls and things that can throw off that power. kind of work. So, so Brian's brought it up. PowerQuest PQ2 and PQ3. Yeah. So yeah. they look like they're 300 to 500 is kind of what I was looking at. Yeah. So, so how many years from what your quick read there, what do you so think? How many it, years of protection would you get as opposed to the two or three for the $50 power bar? It should continue. They call it non-sacrificial surge yeah. suppression. Um, so it prevents both high and low uh, high voltage and current from damaging our equipment. Yeah. Um, but so it's it's non-sacrificial. It's not using up exactly. Any that's so um, apparently it, that's industrial quality. That's yeah, awesome. Like under that actual wording, it says nothing to damage with repeated six thousand volt, three thousand amp input surge tests, which is the maximum that can survive a building's AC electrical panel. Okay, that's pretty good. So yeah, yeah. The, yeah, I. That's great. Okay, so yeah. um, we'll we'll put that into the show notes. We're taking that at face value. Yeah. yeah, like I would still say probably 10, 15 years from now, as with all technology, you're probably going to replace it still. But still, that if you do the price comparison for, yeah, multiply the price of a surge protector versus this one, yeah, if you're, what was the price? Is that U.S. dollars or Canadian dollars? Ooh, I didn't I'll check on. I'll probably try US. where to buy. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, can't, we can't choose Canada. I but would, for 300 oh, bucks, English. so that's, even if well, you buy a $50 one oh. six times. Well, just for price comparison... Don't recommend... Oh, Mississauga, Toronto, that kind of thing. So, yeah. Uh, um, don't recommend if we can buy it from a local store we want to. Um, but I'll just check the, I'll just oh, yeah, check the right Amazon here. price. Oh, we're, we're things I'm guessing probably Toronto. Atlas That's AVU. What I, was thinking. I was like, probably Atlas. Atlas, yeah, there you go. Uh, Atlas yeah, AVU. Atlas and on Fort Street, Soundhounds. Soundhounds. That makes sense, yeah. Oh, cool. Um, especially because, again, it's the power scrubber, right? So, especially for an audio store, yes. it makes a lot of sense. The the two the two with six outlets is three hundred dollars from Amazon, and the three is five hundred dollars from Amazon. So, if you've got some really expensive equipment, or if you and or if you live in an area where there are a lot of power bumps, I'm thinking Highlands, East Souk, some parts of North Saanich, things like that yeah. out there. Then yeah, that would be a worthwhile that would be a worthwhile investment. The key phrase there, as Brian found, was non-sacrificial. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just make sure you're plugging in the most appropriate equipment. Yeah, but Atlas AVU would would be awesome, or Soundhounds, because they're they're great stores, and they they have really good quality, so that would be awesome. That's really good. Thank you. Who give credit where credit was due? Who was the person that told us about that? That was Greg. Thank you, Greg. Greg, maybe? We'll add that into the show notes, so if you're listening to us on Sunday, it should already be there by the time you get there. Okay, one here uh, from Kathy. Alan, I migrated my phone to Rogers from Shaw on Thursday. Oh, in fact, you walked in with a customer while we were there. I was going to say, it worked good, but thought I would share that I was able to keep the plan in my name rather than my husband's by using a credit card where I was the primary person for the credit check. They then offered to switch it to our other joint credit card for payments. It was important to me to keep it in my name as I always deal with any issues and find it very annoying Mm. to have them have to speak to my husband first. I agree. Thanks for your help explaining all the migration detail. Oh, Kathy, thanks for taking the time. Mm -hmm. That's really cool. And that's really the neat thing and why I encourage you to try and do this with the Rogers staff in store 
because if you try to do this online, <laughs> you'll get frustrated and yeah. want to throw the thing across the room, whereas they will sit there and work through. So, okay, so for anybody else that has that, and it's in a joint name, and especially if one of you's memory is not as good as the other, and the accounts tend to be in that person's name, and you want to do this, then yeah, just explain and say, can you take this extra step? It's really tricky with the joint accounts. You have to tell them it's a joint account. If you just if you if you don't care about any of the stuff, you just want to pay. But the credit card you're going to pay with is in a joint account. You have to tell them that up front. Yeah. Otherwise, your credit check gets locked, and they can't help you for 72 hours or more until they unlock that because that's a Rogers system that says no. It looks like a it looks like a fraudulent attempt yeah. to check the credit. So I'm sure you run into that. At London Drugs when you're doing phone setups and yeah we do have Fido which is under the Rogers network so yeah but even on Telus they do the same thing if it's on a joint account when you go to do the credit check it comes up as the wrong name even though it says Ricky Winter on the card if it was on somebody else's I honestly don't remember the last time somebody tried to do a credit check with a joint account so okay well just... <laughs> I'm sure you're right but I can't say I've ever seen it yep there we go okay uh, one other one here that do oh, wait, do we need a break or do we do our break. Uh, no, I think we're due for one. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm just like, we're, we're, we're all over we're the place here. See, our brain just goes, at least mine does. I'll speak for myself. <laughs> okay, one we will do when we come back. Peter and Barbara are there first on the phone lines. But I w- we do have the solution for you. For if you're going vacationing to an area where the cell signal is weak, but one of the other companies has a better signal. So we have that answer. And also now how to identify and evaluate the value of coins. 26 after the hour on Tech Talk. Right back to the phone lines and Peter. Hi, Peter. Thanks for waiting. Welcome to Tech Talk. Good morning. I just had something that came in today on my email that I had not run across before, and it was kind of weird. It was in uh, one of those spam emails, you know, check your, uh, your track your package. It's kind yes. of thing, click here and all that stuff. But the weird thing about this one was it was from me to me. Yes. Like that's... When I hovered over the... The yeah. address, it was mine. That's unfortunately not that common. Um, they're working on a solution for it. They're basically spoofing your identity on there. They're using a more sophisticated email generation program to do that. It's a quite a sophisticated program. Those are not your average garden variety uh, scammers. Those are more <laughs> sophisticated ones. Um, so does that necessarily mean that... They're now using my email address to get everybody in the world. Kind of no, player. they're using a no, no. they're using a program that basically, if you will, confuses your email provider. They tricking your email provider into replacing their email address with yours on what you see on the screen. Okay. If you were to go in and look at the email headers, which looks incredibly geeky, you would be able to see their email address in there. Uh, which ah. company were they pretending to be, or was Gmail. it? A, oh. oh, oh. The email was a, one of those tracking things with your package. Yeah. Did they Gmail which cur- which courier company did they did they use uh, a real one? I think it was I think it was UPS. Okay, so you can forward yeah. that to right. um, to UPS's security because they want to be on top of those ones more than your average scam. I mean, they have teams working on all of them. So I'll get you. This is in the show notes every week at the bottom of the tech section. I always keep an updated list of where to send those scam emails. But for okay. UPS, send just forward the email. Don't change the subject line, please. They want to see what the subject is. Forward right. it to fraud at ups.com. 
Perfect. Fraud at UPS.com. Yeah, they have big teams around the world. They're on the cusp. There's all sorts of stuff going on behind the scenes. I think this will be the year that they start doing the same digital fingerprinting with air quotes that they've been doing to mobile scam calls, which is why we get so few scam calls on phones. (laughs) You can't say you're Uh, calling from this number unless there's a digital fingerprint that goes with it that you are. That's why most of the scam calls go to our home phones, because they don't have that technology. So they're working on that. It's tricky because it means all the email providers have to get on board. So Microsoft, Apple, and Google have said, we will put together a pool of millions of dollars that you can draw on as a small email provider if you right. to make sure because otherwise your emails won't go through period so it's really it's a quantum leap forward and some people are oh, saying excellent. yeah so there you go good question thanks peter thank you sir appreciate it All right. news break and then we're back now tech talk with alan perry on cfax 1070 Ricky Winter is in studio with us from the London Drugstore and Telecom Mall, where he's the tech experience manager, Brian Pavlicic, our technical producer, and more. He will be away in Ontario next two weeks. Uh, Melissa will be here with us producing. Got a couple key things to tell you about in a sec, but Barbara's been waiting on the phone line. Hi, Barbara. Hi there. How are you? Um, I'm having a problem with um, t- my TV, and my sister has some of this problem, too. Mm-hmm. And it's about 8 o'clock at night. I put on a show. It'll go about five minutes, and then it starts repeating, 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 and then you have to get out of it for a while type of thing. And then you go back. Maybe it's still doing it. And then eventually... So two things, I know exactly, sorry sorry to cut you off, I know what it is. Well, I I, I, I shouldn't say that. I I think I know what it is. Um, If you go to the little uh, box that's providing your TV signal as part of your Shaw, now Rogers package, unplug the power to that box for two minutes. Now, yeah, this is the little wee thing yep. that we got. The stack uh, looks like the stack of three CDs high, a little dark gray. Yep. Yeah. Unplug okay. that for two minutes and plug it back in, and it'll take uh, probably about 45 seconds to power up. It'll say, give you the three words, welcome, bienvenido, bienvenidos, and then it'll reconnect. And then that should solve the problem. What's happening is there is a RAM memory buffer because there's no more drive inside it. That's all gone. It's streaming to you from the Shaw, now Rogers servers in Edmonton. And so the RAM buffer in there is basically on a work-to-rule campaign. It got cranky at not getting any bedtime breaks. So by doing that, it resets itself. That mostly solves the problem. If not, you can go one level up, and Ricky, you can do the same thing to the Shaw modem itself, which is the the Shaw box that connects, that comes, has the big white cable screwed into it now, Roger's box. That will be the same thing. Two minutes, unplug on it, and then that will take about three minutes for it to reactivate, and that will affect all of your stuff, Barbara. That'll affect your, your laptop, that'll affect your iPad, your iPhone, and your TV. In the rare case that that doesn't solve it, then you can do a chat or phone with uh, Rogers and they will send you a replacement TV box. But I would say, my experience, Brian, I don't know about you, probably 95% of the time, these don't happen a lot anyway, but of the ones that do, because we help so many hundreds of people, 95% of the time, one of those two power resets, cold boots, solves the problem. 
Yeah, I, I haven't had experienced this as much on my side. It used to happen a lot more, Ricky, when yep. we had actual hard drives yep. inside. Ricky smiling. Well, back to the age-old idea with IT all, or tech all day, right? It's yeah. Have you unplugged it for two minutes and yeah. plugged it back in? So well, we used to say twenty seconds, and I was re-educated that no, it's actually now two minutes because. The way it connects with the server, it has an IP, an internet protocol address. And when you plug it back in after 20 seconds, it tries to reconnect to that same IP. After about two minutes, it goes, oh, I guess you've gone away. And when it comes back, it picks up all sorts of new IPs. So try that, Barbara. See if that works. If not, let me know. Okay, answer to a couple questions. So if you are going vacationing to an area where the cell signal is weak, we might have a solution for you. This would also work if you have somebody who's going to come and visit you from outside Canada and they're only going to be here for a week or up to a month. You can use the free Tower Locator Canada app to see if there's a Rogers Tower near where, you're, where you'll be staying. That's key. And if so, you can install the Aerolo app. Brian, we've talked about Aerolo for people going traveling. Yes. You can use it here in Canada. So you would get eSIM coverage for Canada. Their, their provider for Canada is Tuk Mobile. Hmm. You might have to explain to people coming from outside Canada what a Tuk is. T-U-Q-U-E. And they run on the Rogers network. So if you're on TELUS or Bell and you're going somewhere where the TELUS or Bell signal's not very good, like going camping up, I don't, I'm just picking a place, you know, somewhere... I imagine Renfrew or something like that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. That would be a really good one. If you're going camping in Renfrew, because Rogers now has service there. <laughs> I know we were talking about that earlier, so I was like, oh, probably <laughs> that coast. Yeah, that would be a really good one. So you can get one gig of data for good for seven days for $6 US, two gigs good for up to 15 days for 11 US, all the way on up to 10 gigs good for up to 30 days for $35 US. And then you just turn off your data... It says on your phone, which is your, now you've got two numbers, which is your primary data number. You tell it, the Took Mobile one is. And then there you go. Then everything else would continue to work. So your phone calls and stuff would still run through, hopefully, but you, that would be the key. You, if the coverage was so bad on TELUS or Bell where you were mm-hmm. going to be that you couldn't make a phone call, then you'd be doing your phone calls via some messaging service. You'd be yeah. doing a, a, a WhatsApp video call or audio call or Skype or... FaceTime, if it's yeah. another Apple device. Yeah, so that's yep. really cool. The free Tower Locator Canada app is available for Apple and Android. I put a picture of the Took mobile thing. That's all in the show notes at number 17. Yeah, apps have come a long way nowadays, right? Like more and more every like weeks, months, everything else. We had more and more apps to our you know repertoire yeah. of. Ooh, what can this do? Speaking of which, that segues nicely into number nineteen. Thought we've, it might. We've told you in the past <laughs> about the best apps for identifying plants and flowers. Picture this for identifying boats. I've suggested marine traffic, but Terry, a regular listener, says he actually likes Vessel Finder better. Mm, It's got more details on the free plan than you do on that. So, okay, so I put that in the show notes as well. For identifying birds, bird identifier, bird ID. For identifying rocks, rock identifier, stone ID. And in response to a couple clients who are downsizing and want to dispose of their coin collections, we have a free app for identifying coins. It's called CoinSnap Coin Identifier. And the big deal about this, Ricky, is... It uses artificial intelligence to identify, grade, and value coins from around the world. So not just to identify what is that, but what condition is it in and how much is it worth. 
That's pretty cool. Like, um, I downloaded it during the break simply because I have no interest in selling them. But yeah. my grandfather gave me when I was born, like, like a coin set from 1990, and it's got like old Canadian like silver yeah. dollar in it and fifty cents piece. And I was always like, "Oh, this is really cool." Yeah, and that's about the extent of it. So I was more interested in like at least from the app side. Like, I know you have your picture of pesos here. Yeah, um, it gives you the history of the coin, like what its purpose was, why it was made. Exactly, and that's it's really where it, my interest comes in. Yeah, like, it's, oh. it's really cool. But if you've just got some miscellaneous coins and you can't even tell what the country is, <laughs> yeah, this will at least tell you that, and it will tell you the value. I was over seeing Tony and and Vicky yesterday, and he's got a great coin collection. We were going through, so we pulled out. I think it was, if I remember, Tony, a nineteen twenty eight nickel because he's bought some on there. It didn't come up with as high a value as he thought it would, Mm -hmm. but it's brand new. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think it said it was worth up to $30 U.S. The values are in U.S. dollars, I should mention that. Makes sense. So, really cool free app. Now, (laughs) this part part is annoying, and I'd said it on the air, and I'd said it to them in my little feedback. CoinSnap Coin Identifier is free, but every time you go to use it, you have to tap on the cancel on an iPhone or the X button in the upper right, or they will sign you up for a free trial of the paid version, which is $30 a year. That's okay. I don't mind doing that. But the bloody cancel and X button is really faint. And depending on the image that's behind it, you may not even be able to see it. So just look for the faint cancel or X button in the top right corner every time you go to use it for the first time. Once you've done that, you can now do 27 coins, whatever you want. But when you come back to it an hour later, cancel. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you make a really good product, people will buy it. Mm-hmm. You don't need to try and trick people into getting the the free trial, which you're hoping they'll forget about, and then get the $30. So I wish they wouldn't do that, but I understand they put a lot of money into making an app like this. What you would imagine they would do is they'd be, what they should almost do is become a coin reseller within that same business. Like, hey, you've already event, like, oh, you're looking for this coin? We know somebody who has one. That would be oh, smart. They'd make yes. a lot more money off that. Yes. And then pull, you know, 2% of every coin sale and voila. Yeah. Pay for yourself. We've talked a lot on Tech Talk about the amazing writing abilities of free AI engines like ChatGPT. Uh, Lydia sent me a great one that I thought would be worth reading. Howard White has a superb piece in Coast Life magazine in which he asked it to produce two columns and a poem about the Sunshine Coast's water shortage and the BC Ferries' woes of living on the Sunshine uh, Coast. Yeah. And I've linked it. It's item number 20 uh, in the show notes, the coin identifier one is item 19 and it's really he printed in the column the three different responses he got he asked it to write the column in the style of somebody Mm -hmm. as well as writing just a column and then he had him turn it into a poem and it's really quite amazing for you brian (laughs) what do a lime a head shaking vertically and a phoenix bird have in common Oh, what the... Trick question. <laughs> it's a trick question. <laughs> okay. They okay. are amongst the 108 U draft oh. emoji candidates up for approval. <laughs> the Unicode Consortium um, yeah. will approve 108 of them this September. There's also a selection of new direction-based people emojis. So I put a picture of that along with a link to all of them. And yes, you can give your feedback. If you do not like one, it's too late to suggest for this year what ones you think should be put in there. Mm-hmm. There's a broken chain one. There's a mm-hmm. mushroom and a bright lime and the phoenix bird. I'm not sure why, but anyway, yeah, that is out there. Okay, well, quick break, and when we come back, you've heard of Wi-Fi. We're going to teach you about Li-Fi, L-I-F-I, and why I think you will probably care.
Welcome back to Tech Talk with Alan and Brian and Ricky. Someone or something has caused my email. Oh, this is a text, not me. Oh. <laughs> someone, someone or something has caused my email icon to vanish from my screen. How do I deal with this? I just have basic skills. Okay, I'm guessing you're probably, statistically, the odds are you're on a Windows computer, presumably Windows 10. So if you tap the Windows key on the keyboard down in the bottom left of your keyboard between Control and Alt, you'll get a screen with a bunch of squares and an alphabetical list on the left. Not knowing which email icon you have, it could be the mail one, which is a white and blue envelope, or it could be O for Outlook or G for Gmail. Scroll down in the alphabetical list till you find it. Right-click on it. That's important. Right-click means Mm -hmm. more choices, and then more, and pin to taskbar. That will put it back. And if you want it to the left or right of where it is in the list at the bottom again, you can just drag those icons, put them in the order you want. Yep. We normally suggest you put your web browser on one end and your email on the other end because then it's the least accurate when you're the two you go to offline. If it's in the middle, oh, I just opened up, whatever. (laughs) You're always hitting the other one. Yeah, there we go. Okay. Um, Hello, Alan. I'm sorry that we may lose home phone service in the future. My house is spotty cell service, and I pretty much have to stay in one place if I hope to complete my call. Even then, it may break up or drop. So on important calls, I feel better using the home phone. Okay, we have a solution for that. It's called uh, Wi-Fi calling. I was going a different way with that. So you do Wi-Fi, and I'll go my way. Okay, Wi-Fi calling. Go to your settings and cellular... It's normally under settings cellular or it's under settings phone and you will find Wi-Fi calling. And what that means is when the cell service is weak, it runs the phone call over your Wi-Fi and the call comes through crystal clear. It's really awesome in an area where the cell service is weak. What was yours? So Panasonic, I want to say eight years ago, was like, hey, we know this is a problem for cell phones. So they put out their link to cell model of home phones. Yes. So you can buy the home phone, have your home phone number coming into that phone, put your cell phone, I would charge my cell phone in the spot that's good reception in the house, Mm -hmm. and your phone will Bluetooth to your mobile phone. And then when your mobile phone rings, it'll have a different ringer for your home phone. And then you just answer that as your cell phone. Yeah. So if you've got one of those five set models, you can put them... Especially yeah, if three, you whatever. are not too great on your feet. Mm-hmm. We do not want you, and you don't, particularly for women. I'm being sexist here because a lot of women's clothing doesn't suit carrying a smartphone. So they have one, but it doesn't fit. So it's on the counter, and then the call comes in, and they go running and literally break their hip. So this would solve that problem because now you can have a five handset model just like you currently have now, two, three, four, or five. You can put one in the bathroom, which is where a lot of falls happen, bedroom, kitchen, living room, wherever, yep, and do that. Yeah, so there's two different options for you uh, on that one there. And from Ron in Edmonton, hi, Ron, I note your comment emphasized that it is not really a landline. In other words, your home phone. We call it a landline, but it's now voice over internet protocol and yep. would not work during power outages. This is true, but those are the negatives. The positive is that you have a familiar-looking Panasonic VTech, etc. <laughs> cell phone in its cradle sitting on the counter or bedside table. That is what people worry about losing. These users don't want to fiddle with small, easy-to-drop, somewhat confusing smartphones, except when they go out and have to. Just my two cents. Yeah. Yep. I understand. So there's that, that solution. The phrase that they should look for, Panasonic seems to be the major brand, if not the only brand that does this. I haven't seen any I believe VTechs. VTech does as well. It's, I would just trust Panasonic more. Yeah. Because the technology for the Bluetooth interface is really important. 
to yep. do that one. You want it to be as smooth and good of a connection as possible, yep. and I have the most success, especially with that elder client. Um, they also have hearing aid assistance and just a bunch of really good home phone yep. kind of premise. Yep. Um, for whether yourself or uh, elderly parent or something along those lines. What do those sell for in the store? Test your memory. Uh, I want to say like one ten for the two handset, one thirty for the three handset, and that's the most we carry in store. Yep. But you can buy additional handsets. Yep. And if you need a five, I think Costco has the same model. It's a gold box at Costco. Quick break. Back final segment after this. Final few minutes of Tech Talk 4. Alan's going to correct the dates. Thank you, Terry <laughs> and Susan, who pointed this out. I've been saying the 14th and 15th. I don't know why. Brain fart. July 15th and 16th edition of Tech Talk. So if those of you that are checking your watch and your phone going, what? No, it was me, not you. <laughs> okay, let's try and get one right. Li-Fi, Ricky. Uh... New internet protocol, I guess, is where we're going, right? So using light instead of radio waves is yes. kind of the, the... I don't understand how either of them works, but... <laughs> <laughs> Item number 25 in the show notes. So traditionally, you plugged in a cable to the internet, and then years ago, we went to Wi-Fi. It's short for wireless fidelity, which doesn't really make sense in that world, but basically, it sends the signal through the air, just like a CFAX radio station yep. is different frequency. Different frequencies for that, but then they started thinking, wait a minute... And so what do we all have? We all have light bulbs. Mm -hmm. So why don't we use the frequency of light that we can't see and build that in and do that? So it's internet transmitted by light, and its name is LIFI, L-I-F-I, no hyphen. And the new standard has now been agreed to 802.11BB. I don't know what the BB stands for. I tried to find that. It's now (laughs) been approved, so manufacturers can start potentially making light bulbs which double as routers. Crazy. This is crazy. And it's not going to give you a sunburn or anything? No. (laughs) And uh, their initial thinking was, oh, it has to be line of sight for light. But then they go, wait a minute. The light in the wall bounces off the walls, and so... This will do the same thing. The yeah. internet coming by light. Yeah. So Goodness. it's item number 25. Nothing for you to do. Not available now. But it's coming at the speed yeah. of light. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That's why you wanted. You were saving up that line, weren't you? No, I had a different <laughs> light joke, but that one worked. Okay. Um, I th- there's a bunch of other stuff we didn't get there. It's not clear why, but Bell has applied to trademark the shade of blue which it uses in its logo, Bell, the parent company of CFAX. The blue that you see on the Bell in the stores and malls, that's Pantone 301. They've applied to trademark that. (laughs) Yeah. Uh. So nobody else's... I guess you're allowed to use the... If they win, you're allowed to use this, but... I don't know. It's in the trademarks office. I put it there, item number 18 (laughs) in the show notes. So they could rename it Bell Blue then? Microsoft. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that's what their their patent is request for, for Bell Bell Blue. Anyway, Microsoft has won its U.S. court battle to be allowed to buy Call of Duty Game Maker Activision for 69 billion U.S., but still has to get U.K. regulators on side before the deal could be completed. The FTC, Federal Trade Commission in the U.S., not happy. They've applied for an appeal. They asked for an injunction to stop Microsoft from going ahead. The court said no. It's a pretty clear win, so... And that's not just Activision. That's Blizzard as well, right? So that's Diablo 4 you're hearing a lot about. It's World of Warcraft, let alone many, many other games. They have promised that they will make those games available on other platforms for at least five years. Yeah. Sony, Mm -hmm. do you want to send us your your new PS6 so we can make sure it works on our network? We (laughs) just want to make sure nothing's uh, (laughs) the same. (laughs) Also in the show notes, 24, police departments are considering having a drone arrive at a potential crime scene before officers arrive to make sure it's safe or not. Item 24. 
Apple has quietly stopped offering gift wrapping for online orders. Also ditched the option to have a greeting card with a personalized message. There we go. Got to go. That was great. That's time. Yeah. Good to see you again. Find Lovely Ricky at is. the London Drug Store in Tillicum Centre. Find me and my wife at Crab Fest this weekend. Moss Street Paint-In. The Cycling Grand Prix on Track Classic Langford Beer Fest. We're going to leave you with Jared. And is Billy Joel Medley. Brian, have a great time in Ontario. Area. Thank you. See yeah. you in two weeks. Kyle See Wilson will join us on Tech Talk next Saturday with Marissa as a producer. Sing us a song, you're the piano man. Sing us a song tonight. Well, we're all in the mood for a melody. And you've got us feeling all right. Yeah, you've got us feeling. And so it goes. Oh.